Good morning. This is the Magellan Show. I want to welcome all of you that are listening to our broadcast across the United States and around the world. It's Thursday, the 17th day of September 2015, and we've got a great show for you today. So don't go anywhere. Stay with us, and uh, let's get into some news, and let's talk about some things today as it pertains to our country, our world, and everything in between. Uh, Last night, we had quite a debate. I don't know if all of you got to see the debate or not, but it was rather rather intense, heated at times, and yes, was definitely uh, mentioned a lot by the candidates. But one thing that I think was different in this debate was that the attention was not just on Trump and the uh, the other candidate who happened to be uh, inching over the polls, which uh, was uh, Ben Carson, but we got to really hear from the other candidates as well. And several of them stood out. And when I say that they stood out, I'm not even saying that I necessarily would align myself with all of those candidates or agree with everything that they say. However, they still made, I think, some valid points on a number of key issues. And uh, obviously, I have said for a, a very long time that Senator Rand Paul has been an excellent uh, choice, an excellent candidate, and in my opinion. And I think he did well last night. Uh, I think he... Uh, I think he detailed and outlined his positions as best he could in the limited time that he had. And that was one of the challenges was, you know, the time limitation for each of these candidates because you had 11 candidates on the stage last night. And that's not even counting the, the other debate that they had just a little bit earlier that evening or last evening with the lower-tiered candidates who had very low polling numbers. You had four other candidates in that first debate, uh, uh, Pataki, George Pataki, uh, the uh, former governor of, of New York, and then you also had uh, Rick Santorum, the former senator from Pennsylvania, Lindsey Graham, senator from South Carolina, and Bobby Jindal, the governor of Louisiana. Those were the lower tier candidates that debated in the first debate lineup. But then you had the main event. <laughs> I, I don't know how to put it, but the the main event, as it were, and and it was something else. Uh, Eleven candidates, and it was a struggle. There were times when I I was wondering if we would even get to hear from certain candidates. I think we were like, aside from maybe an introduction or something, uh, it seems like that it took about 45 minutes before we even heard a word from uh, Mike Huckabee or or Scott Walker. But we eventually did, and we eventually heard from from all of them. 
but I think when you look at all of the candidates last night, I think the one that we're going to see and, well, we'll just see, but I think one of the candidates that really came up last night was was Carla Fiorina. I remember I was watching just the way she handled herself, uh, not just with Donald Trump. I mean, yeah, she had some uh, a few, uh, you know, a few little punches in there. But I think that that when she spoke about Planned Parenthood, I think it resonated with the people, and I think it. She she really, I think she really outdid herself. Uh, in in that respect. Now, am I saying that I'm about to go, you know, vote for if the election were held today for Carly Fiorina? No, I'm not necessarily saying that. But I do think that I do think she did very well. The way she she described it, she I mean, she got very uh, uh, just I mean, straight up and and basically said, look, you, you know, uh, the the the, the Democratic leadership, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, they need to watch one of these Planned Parenthood videos. And, uh, I mean, she got very descriptive. And uh, just to really show the barbaric nature of this organization with the organ harvesting of, of children. And... I think that well, that definitely got. I mean, the crowd just just cheered at that point because we've all. Tu- I mean, all the candidates have, have touched on it, uh, but but surely brought out in, in an interesting way. Um, there were some other issues that I think that some of the candidates really showed their either misunderstanding of the Constitution or their disregard, one or the other. Really, I'm serious. And, and and that has to do with, and you can see that there were a lot of candidates that really lean, to, they want to say that they're uh, for, they're not for big government and they're for less government, more for the states. Of course, we know every time that it's no surprise that Rand Paul is going to be very much uh, a uh, a leader in that respect, champion the cause of states' rights. So that's to be expected, and and we know that. But there were some other candidates that I have to say did a, a great job showing their respect for uh, the Constitution. And by the way, today is Constitution Day. That's right, 228 years ago today, that's when... That that very very important document uh, was issued, and, uh, and and I think the thing that's, that's disturbing, even though we we celebrate it today, uh, the, the thing that's so disturbing is that so many are disregarding it as if it doesn't exist. It's supposed to mean something. And all the time, you know, you, you hear about these candidates that say, oh, they, they want to they wanna protect the Constitution, but are they really? Are they really? And, and having to do with the issue of states' rights, you know, we, we watch them talk about 
uh, a lot of issues that call controversial, from the use of, of medical marijuana, uh, cannabis oil, uh, and, and how if a family uses that to treat a child who has uh, multiple seizures, how that if they were to do that in certain states, uh, Rand Paul actually, I think, I think it was Rand Paul actually brought that out to uh, to former Governor Jeb Bush of Florida. He said, in in your state, this is what would have happened. This this family had they had they uh, had they used cannabis oil for the purpose of of, of stopping uh, the or treating these these seizures after all of the medications have been used. Uh, and and they were to get success from it, you would have the child taken away and uh, and the parents put in jail. And, and Jeb tried to weave around that, but but he made a great point. He made a great point. And and what a lot of uh, the other issue is this it wasn't so much the issue of medical marijuana as it was uh, states' rights. States' rights. Uh, and that's what uh, Rand Paul is trying to bring out. It's like whether you agree with something or not, it's the state's issue. And, and he and he jumped on Chris Christie on that, the uh, governor from from New Jersey. Uh, and finally, Chris Christie kind of backpedaled a little bit uh, on on that issue. And then on the issue of same sex marriage, what Mike Huckabee was bringing out was this. He said, "Look," he said, "Have we forgot what we learned in?" eighth or ninth grade civics class, that you have a system of checks and balances, that you have three equal branches of government, the executive branch, the judicial branch, uh, branch, the legislative branch, judicial branch, and executive branch. Those three branches. And what he was saying was, he said, it seems like that the legislative branch is is, is not uh, speaking up when the judicial branch renders its decisions, and of course the executive branch certainly not saying anything, and he said, "This is not how we are to how we are to to create laws." And he was specifically referring to the issue of same-sex marriage. And he said that that in the state of Kentucky, he was talking about Kim Davis, that that the state had already spoken out on that issue in in how that they voted, 60%. And so, you know, there was an issue of, uh, I, I think it was Jeb Bush had said, oh, well, you know, she uh, she should have been arrested she was upholding the law or something to that effect. But I think Mike made a very, uh, Mike Huckabee, former governor of Arkansas, it made a valid point. He wasn't so much talking about the same-sex uh, marriage in and of itself, Exclusively, but more of the the point: who decides or who, who creates our laws? Certainly, the Supreme Court can interpret certain laws, but to legislate from the bench was the real issue and the real topic. And uh, I think some people got it, some people uh, just didn't. And uh, the whole idea of the federal government and its role in all areas of our of our lives. And I, I think if we're going to be strict constitutionalists, then we have to look at those issues. Now, Ted Cruz, 
did uh, uh, did very well as uh, he usually does, and he brought out uh, some good points and was was firm, uh, articulate, and well spoken. Now, some have asked the question: Ted Cruz stand in all this uh, in terms of of his position towards Donald Trump because we never really hear him criticize Donald Trump, and at the same time, as as free and as uh, as open as Donald Trump is to criticize uh, his other candidates, fellow can- candidates, he never says a, a negative word about, about Senator Cruz. That's because they have had a private meeting. They've had a private meeting, and some believe, including myself, that if either one of them uh, gets the nomination that they will select the other one as their running mate. I, I believe and tend to, to believe that that will happen, and that we'll we'll see that uh, we'll see that take place. So time will tell where all this is going to go. I think, in a nutshell, just to kind of wrap up the, this discussion about the debates last night, I think that uh, that the front runner Donald Trump. I think he, he for the most part, uh, maintained uh, his position. I don't think he gained ground last night. I think he pretty much maintained. He might have he might have got setbacks just slightly, but uh, I don't think too much. If anything, he just basically maintained what he had. Uh, I do think that uh, I, I think that that Ben Carson might have lost a little bit last night just because uh i think he uh he showed uh i think he showed a, a few ne- negative points and perhaps even uh in a way either because he's ignorant of the issue uh or just because maybe he he knew and he just didn't care but the issue of 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 federalism and the overreach of the federal government versus states' rights and individual freedoms. Let me give you an example. Of course, Dr. Carson likes to, uh, you know, he likes to, to you know, in, in his so-called humili- act of humility, uh, you know, like, you know, he says he's humble, and, and to a certain extent I think he is, but at the same time, you know, he... he on this issue of, of vaccines, uh, he had an exchange with uh, with Donald Trump, and basically his attitude was, you know, because I am the pediatric neurosurgeon, that everything that comes out of my mouth, out of my mouth, health wise, uh, is going to be law and gospel. And he kept saying that, and with the whole idea of, uh, of of autism and its relationship with vaccines, that that of course the research has already shown that he you know let's let's cite some cases he just says well you know the CDC says so therefore it must be and Donald Trump said hey at least let's just you know let's let's be reasonable reasonable here and and look at this uh, from maybe another angle and I liked the way Paul Senator Rand Paul uh, jumped in into the whole discussion because Rand Paul is also a physician himself. 
he also is. And he said, look, I will just say this. This should be a, a personal choice. Because Dr. Carson, in all of his wisdom, thinks that it sh- should not be a personal choice, that, that things should be mandatory. Oh, that sounds very Republican there. That sounds incredibly... Uh, sorry, for, I apologize for my sarcasm, but, but you know, it's the whole idea, again, of states' rights, rights and personal freedoms. And that's why Senator and Doctor, this is a personal choice. You should have choice, choice, choice in this regard. And I could not agree more. You have to have choice in these matters because the data comes out later and they're like, oh, we're sorry. You know, we didn't, you know, tough, you know. <laughs> but but so, you know, kind of a mixed mixed opinions, mixed feelings on Carson. I think that uh, there were some other candidates who participated in the front of the arena, uh, made some progress last night. I, I think Mike Huckabee did very well. Um, I think uh, I think Marco Rubio. Uh, we will see a bounce in his poll numbers, maybe a little bit with Chris Christie. So I could go on, uh, you know, just just giving my opinion, punditry, all that. But uh, and some of you may have your own opinions on how this thing uh, came down. Uh, you might, uh, and if you do, feel free to uh, to add your commentary to this discussion. Uh, our number is 646-929-0709, 646-929-0709. Uh, first caller will win uh, some IQD. So uh, jump on board and press 1 if you want to get into the queue. Uh, first caller wins 25K IQD right here courtesy of the Magellan Show. And uh, so we will... Wait for some participation there. Uh, what we want to also do is we want to uh, want to talk uh, about some other things that are happening uh, in our world, uh, and definitely the situation situation in uh, in, in, Ch- in Chile in Chile a a, uh, a very very uh, disturbing. Uh, event uh, happened uh, last night. There was a major earthquake, major earthquake. And if you are following us on social media, you will uh, you will have seen that. Uh, various reports, but uh, 8.3 quake, 8.3 quake strikes in Chile last night. One million evacuated. One million. Tsunami warnings uh, all over the place. A massive 8.3 magnitude quake followed by a series of aftershocks has rocked the Chilean coastline, shaking houses and forcing people to evacuate into the streets as authorities issued tsunami warnings for the area. Very serious situation there. There were some fatalities. Uh, last report I heard was uh, about five to six fatalities. That number uh, that number could rise. But uh, a tsunami alert uh, was declared for 
other parts of the globe, including Hawaii, California coastline, and 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 elsewhere. Our prayers with are with those that are uh, listening in Chile and all affected areas. It's getting serious. It's getting very serious. Hats off to Governor Greg Abbott of Texas for reminding us uh, on his Twitter, I retweeted this, that it is Constitution Day, and he says, may we forever remain a nation of laws, a nation of laws. And again, as uh, as Governor Mike Huckabee said in the debate last night, when, you know, when it comes to, to these laws, they are, they're brought out and, uh, you know, these, these, these laws are brought out by the, the legislative branch as they reflect the, the wishes and desires of their con- constituents. So we pray for this country. The markets are sideways right now, not really doing a whole lot. The Dow is at 13, just a little above, uh, just a little uh, above uh, zero right now. Not much, just barely staying out of negative territory. Nasdaq up 12, S&P 500 up uh, 1.71. And the reason for that, my friends, is is that the uh, the Fed is going to be making a decision at some point today whether to whether to raise interest rates or not if you've noticed the markets have really really climbed upward especially especially the last uh i don't know uh few days and probably in anticipation of of a likely uh, fed move So we'll see what happens, but all of the markets are awaiting this. Now, the Asian markets and the European markets have already closed, so whatever happens today could be reflected in the foreign markets, which will open uh, uh, later tonight, our our time. Uh, but it, it remains to be seen how, how it will, will all all unfold it could get really messy. You know, a lot of people have talked about the market and what could happen in the month of September, and nothing really has happened yet, but the Fed has not made a move yet, and this could send it one way or the other. You know, time time will tell. Time will tell. Let's look at some other news stories. As I said, a lot of news making headlines today on the 17th day. They do think that stocks will will pull back as uh, as the, well, it's possible, but we'll just have to wait and see. Hillary Clinton was on Jimmy Fallon last night. After I watched the, the debate, I switched over and caught a little bit of Jimmy Fallon and his interview with the uh, former first lady and former senator, former secretary of state. You know, 
he's had a lot of job titles. I mean, you know, I would think that that maybe it's like enjoy your family, enjoy your your you know, be a grandma, do all that kind of stuff. But apparently, uh, you know, Hillary wants to keep on going. Uh, the the hunger for uh, and desire for uh, for power and control and leadership uh, it, it's a thirst that that can never be quenched. But anyways, she was on Jimmy Fallon last night, and uh, who was uh, who was interviewing her? Well, it was quote unquote Trump. Uh, if you saw just a few days ago when Jimmy Fallon actually interviewed Donald Trump, that they did a skit where he actually uh, dressed himself up and looked like Donald Trump. And so last night, when Hillary came on, they opened up with a skit where he actually put on his makeup, Trump makeup, and had the the, the toupee and, and, and looked like, like Donald Donald Trump. And so he had an interview with Hillary. And so Hillary, she talked about her email situation. She talked about a lot of, a lot of different things. And I am honestly surprised that Hillary is even still in this race. I, I, you know, I, I guess she feels like that the that the Clinton brand name will will get her somewhere, and, and it has. You know, same reason why why Jeb Bush is is holding on despite his lack of success in this race because of the name recognition, the brand, the Bush and Clinton. Branding. Something tells me that despite all of the popularity and name recognition that the Clintons have had, that I don't I don't believe that Hillary Clinton is going to is going to end up being the nominee to the Democratic Party. I really don't. Uh, does that mean that uh, that Bernie Sanders will? Well, I don't know. I, I can't say for sure. For some of you may not know, but but Bernie Sanders is uh, is a socialist, and I'm not just saying that as a critique. He actually prides in that he is a socialist. Technically, he is uh, he's uh, independent, uh, uh, and he was an uh, independent uh, senator from the state of Vermont. And so he is extreme left. I mean, he is so left that he makes some of the other left-wing candidates look like look like moderates or conservatives. So I tell you what, it's going to be interesting. But we've got enough problems to worry about before this election. But it is important that we stay up to date on everything. Uh, coming out of Reuters, uh, the Syrian army starts using new weapons from from Russia, according to a top military source. Russia and the United States have been very involved in the, especially uh, lately in the Syrian crisis. And it seems like that that Germany really has been trying to show their dominance in this whole refugee crisis. Uh, and, and it is one. Uh, it certainly is. Seems like that there are, are uh, just so many 
so many laws being broken here uh, and just a disregard for the rule of law and uh, but some some countries are 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 saying we've had enough we're we're not going to stand for open borders we're going to steal our borders because we can't deal with this anymore and uh, but but all of this is a push this is all part of the push for a global system for a new world order for a new world order that's what we're seeing here and this is why we're having such a a fight here in the United States when it comes to immigration. When we think about uh, immigrants coming across the border into the United States, and they talked about immigration quite a bit last night in the debates even, but the idea of, of immigration. And where did breaking the law become a noble gesture? I mean, seriously, how is it that, you know, no matter, I mean, you can justify anything. I mean, you truly can't. I mean, I mean, if someone, if someone were to, to rob a bank, and their justification for it is, well, I was poor. I didn't have any money. Or, you know, they held up a convenience store and, uh, you know, and, and, and said, well, you know, I, uh, I, just, uh, I just needed some extra cash in the tank of gas. I mean, I mean, these kinds of things, you know, we can, we can get into this justification mode, but, but see, that's all part of the, the doctrine of, of globalism and the new world order. And and really pushing for this, and that's why you're seeing in Germany that some uh, some families in Germany are, are are practically being being forced to take to take migrants in their home. You know, it's the South African model. South Africa has always been kind of a, a model or a blueprint for the new world order. It always has. Uh, and we're seeing this uh, spread everywhere. But in terms of immigration, back on, on that, not to digress very much, but but it's almost like, you know, what they've tried to do, and they did this the other night, as, as I've, I've talked about before, on uh, on ABC when, when the Pope was speaking to these, well, primarily immigrants uh, to, uh, via uh, the... Uh, via the internet they were having a he was uh, live uh, on on video transmission and you know they were they were presenting these very sad stories so if the stories are sad enough then that justifies illegal immigration so we can open the borders and and just have a global system and that there and that uh there's there's no uh, there's no sovereignty no nothing so this is where we're at, and this is what we're pushing for. Of course, the Pope lands in Cuba, of all places, the day after tomorrow. And he will be there for a couple of days. And then he arrives in the United States. I believe it's on Tuesday. I think it's the 22nd. 
he'll be here for several days, almost a week. He'll speak at the UN in New York. He'll speak uh, in Washington, D.C. Washington, before a joint session of Congress. And he'll also be in Philadelphia. And a lot of people are asking the question, what's he going to talk about? I think it's going to be very pivotal. I really, really do. I think the Pope is, is, is going to say some things that are going to really shock some folks. Because he does not... I don't think he speaks for all Catholics necessarily, but the world is following after this after this man. They are wondering after him. And he has really built a coalition. Protestants, many Protestants, and not just Protestants. I was reading an article that was, uh, was in the New York Times or, 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 or a prominent uh, publication where, where it was saying that very thing, that you have, uh, you have Protestants, atheists, agnostics, uh, Hindus, that, uh, I mean, all faiths that are saying, we love this man. I mean, we, we, totally, we totally get it. We totally uh, relate with him. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We'll be watching, and I think it'll get very, I think it'll get very interesting. Uh, and some other news, uh, just to uh, bring us up to date on what's happening in our world. Getting this from NBC News. Train crashes into school bus. At uh, school bus stuck at crossings. Uh, school students in Germany had a narrow escape after their bus became stuck on a crossing. They all managed to get get off moments before a train crashed into it. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how that must have uh, how that must how must have been? Day or two, we'll see how the uh, poll numbers look for the presidential candidates. It, it, it'll be. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, very interesting to see. You might want to check out this other thing that I item that I, tweet, I retweeted from RT America. Five missteps to be easily mistreated by U.S. cops. Now remember, this is coming from a foreign uh, news agency that uh, has has a bureau here in the United States. RT and RT America is, is is talking about this. Now there are some wonderful men and women in uniform, and I salute them. And I think that some of the things that uh, so, some of the the violence that has uh, occurred uh, uh, toward uh, the police, well, it's been very tragic, very tragic. But on the flip side, there there have also been a, a great deal of mistreatment. Uh, not just uh, not just on uh, on blacks, but people of all races. Uh, it's just been been very troubling. But you're you're seeing here from a foreign perspective, uh, just saying, look, this is what you got to watch out for when it comes to U.S. cops, and to try to avoid 
try to avoid those types of, of, of interactions. So it gives it gives some examples of, of what to watch out for. Now, there's been a lot of talk in the media about this young uh, Muslim boy, 14 years of age, who the, basically the story was, you know, they they were bringing, uh, my understanding, different different projects to school. Well, this one uh, young Muslim boy who attends this particular school brought this clock to school. And the alarm goes off, and the the teacher the teacher becomes frightened and uh, thinks that it could possibly be a bomb. And the police are called. The boy is detained, uh, handcuffed, and uh, questioned. After a couple of days, uh, he was not taken to jail. That one, that's one thing I want to say. He was not taken to jail, uh, to my understanding. But they they held out because I, I think they uh, they wanted to know for sure that he didn't have any uh, connections with any. But now, obviously, he was not charged with anything. And I'm not saying in any way that this was handled properly. But... I will say this, that the young man was, he was not hurt. He was not, he was not beaten up by cops. Humiliated, yeah, you could say that. And I'm not advocating the the way that they handled it. I don't advocate the way cops handle a a lot of things. You know, there's some very good cops and they handle things very well. I just want to, I just want to qualify that. But, but, even though that was an unfair situation, he walked away unscathed other than his pride and and and, uh, and dignity, and I, and I get that. But, you know, Obama hasn't come up to the White House so quickly. And yet, what about the children of these fallen uh, police officers who have been shot dead? Were they invited up? Were any of the kids that uh, this year that have been discriminated against for wanting to say or recite the Lord's Prayer during uh, one of their uh, high school graduations and restricted to do so, even though that the Constitution protects that, were they invited to the White House? It seems like that we're coming to the point in our country where only certain only certain groups are getting uh, special treatments and freedoms. I like what it says when it talks about the Pledge of Allegiance, you know, with liberty and justice for all. You know, for all people, all people, regardless of of of, of your race, of your religion. Uh, that everyone, everyone should have freedom. Everyone should have freedom. And that's the bottom line. Everyone should be free and should be able to 
exercise those the liberties that they hold dear. You know? I I think it's very uh very key. We talked about North Korea on uh on Tuesday's show. I'm still concerned about that situation. And I and one of the things talking about the, the debates last night, there were a couple of individuals that brought that out. I believe it was uh, Donald Trump and I think uh, Rubio, Marco Rubio, Senator Marco Rubio. We we need to to not forget that. We need to not forget that because it's a very serious situation and one that we shouldn't uh, take lightly at all. Well, this is the Magellan Show. Our playback number is 712-775-7039. The uh, access code is 327-756-POUND. And we are here Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesdays and Thursdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Tuesdays and Thursdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. The live number is 646-929-0709. Our website, www.magellanshow.com. Again, it's www.magellanshow.com. You can follow us on social media at Real Magellan. Well, we do want to thank you for joining us today. We we will uh, be back here on Tuesday, and maybe we will find ourselves uh, uh, another winner. Uh, but until Tuesday, we thank you for joining us. We thank you for being a part of this broadcast. Remember, uh, you can follow us on social media. You can also email us if you'd like, contact at MagellanShow.com. Uh, you can click on the donate button on our website if you want to donate to what we are doing. It helps out that way, and we we always appreciate uh, that very much. So stay tuned, stay connected with us. Uh, however you listen to us, we do appreciate that. Uh, appreciate Podbay.fm for posting our programs. IQDcalls.com. Thanks to you guys, uh, great folks over there for doing that as well. Have a a great rest of your Thursday and a great weekend as well. We'll be back on Tuesday. Don't miss it. This is Magellan. God bless all of you. Bye-bye for now.